Oh fuck, what does this button do? Welcome to the Ancient Slumber Podcast, show number 40, the show you never thought you'd hear. My name is Chris Ward and I'm a blithering idiot and joining me for a discussion today is Myron Schmidt. How are you doing, Myron? Is this really you, Chris? It's really me. Nice. It's been a while. It's been a long time, baby. It's been a long time. I know. I think we last recorded around about October last year. November, Was it October maybe? or November? November, I think. November, I think we promised to be back in a couple of weeks, and it's been nearly a year. <laughs> it's just, life just gets in the way. Oh it my has. God, does life get in the way? It has. Why, before, before before the end times, and everything decided to go mad, um, what did we do with all our time? I don't know. What did we do with all of our time? I was looking back through a load of old um, music reviews I did for This Is Not A Scene the other day, and I was thinking, how the hell did I find the time to do all this? Right? <laughs> I know. I was looking at my Google Drive, and I'm going through all the stuff that I've, been, that I've you know, written, and I'm thinking, holy jamoli. <laughs> what, what, what am I doing differently now? Well, I guess I work more on your own business and stuff, but what do I do now more than I did before? I know. It's like now I come home from work, I have something to eat, I have a shower, and I sit down, and then I fall asleep, and then I wake up, it's the next day. <laughs> I think we're just getting older. Is that it? <laughs> that oh, dear me. I know, right? I know. I was Chris, 16 I... when I started this podcast. <laughs> not, the, Chris, not, I... not the whole franchise, just this actual show. <laughs> <laughs> I am so old. I My back hurts every morning. I can hardly get out of bed. I go to work. I come home. I, I, I get sit in the chair and I don't want to do anything. I'm tired. I know. It's bandit. You're having it's, tablets it's... for this, pills for that. <laughs> I'm on more drugs than Keith Richards. Well, that's not possible. <laughs> well, he's, Keith still, Richard, he's still Keith up on Richard. stage. Yeah, he does. A bombing fluid fall. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, what a year it's been. I mean, you've had COVID. I have. But you're still here, so there we go. Yep. I, I, I was one of those where it just 
kind of knocked me on my ass for about four days. Yeah. I was very fortunate. Didn't affect my breathing. Didn't affect me having to go to the hospital or anything. I was able to lay in my bed and suffer for three or four days. But it was, it was just, it's one of those, you feel, I felt feverish. I was sick. I was shivering. It was just, it was kind of miserable. I, I kind of felt for the people who had to go to the hospital. Like, oh my God, I can't imagine it. Yeah. Oh, you got to weigh lightly then. I actually, I got away very, I was very, 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 very lucky. And now, of course, Bill Gates knows where you are. Gates knew where it was. I'm a lifetime uh, Windows user. He's known me for, well, since, you know, Windows came out. He knows where I am every time I switch my fucking PC on. <laughs> oh, the government will know where you are. And <laughs> if Boris wants to see me taking a shit, he's quite welcome. <laughs> he's taking away your freedom. Oh. No, it isn't. Grow up. <laughs> this is where our country seemed to be very, very similar on this on this. Apparently, we both have a lot of people who have gone to Facebook University. Yes. Facebook Everything School, Facebook Medical School, Facebook Legal School, Law School, the whole nine yards. Because out of all the doctors in the world, all of them, Billy Bob from Louisiana has discovered something about the coronavirus they missed. Exactly. Exactly. Can you imagine it? Now, now it's not been peer-reviewed. He's not done any research other than a YouTube video, but he has found the answer. <laughs> yeah, in the bottom of a bottle. <laughs> so, so the big thing here now, I don't know about the UK, but the big thing here is people are taking something called ivermectin. Oh, is that the horse it, tranquilizer? It's the horse dewormer, not even tranquilizer. It's a dewormer, it, is it? It's a well, dewormer for animals and livestock. Okay, but but we have a number of folks who are convinced. That this is going to cure COVID. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they, well, why not? They are literally, they are literally willing to take horse dewormer, mm. and yet they won't have but, a vaccine but, because they don't know what's in it. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> it, it's bizarre. We got a, a strain of people over here. I tend to call them fucking idiots. It's a scientific <laughs> name. Um, yeah, somebody said to me. Not long ago, because my son's had COVID. Um, I haven't had it, but um, I had to self-isolate and, uh, you know, you do all the uh, precautions, wipe things down and sanitise and blah, 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 blah. Um, luckily for me, I'm in a position where uh, making sanitizer is part of my day job, so I've got a good supply of it. So, um, yeah, and uh, this person said to me, you know, oh, well, as, uh, you've had your vaccine. I said, yeah, I've had my vaccine. He said, uh, oh, well, you, you don't know what's in it, do you? And I said, well, I don't know what's in a can of Coke, but I still fucking drink it, you know. Right, right. And with that, he said to me, oh, I won't be putting things like that in my body. And do you know what he then did? <laughs> he cracked open a monster. Emptied, it was a monster. Emptied his work bag. There was empty pizza boxes, McDonald's, <laughs> Pepsi bottles. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. oh, because your body is such a temple of healthiness, you know, nothing get bad gets in there, does it? You know, shoving pizza in his mouth, going, yeah, well, um, 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 you know, you don't know what's in this stuff, do you? Um, um, um. No, no. And you know where the bloke who made that pizza, you don't know whether he washed his hands after he went to the toilet, do you? <laughs> Guaranteed he didn't. No, well, not the ones around here, they don't. Yeah, they wash their hands while they go into the toilet. Uh, yeah. So. Oh, my God. Oh. So, yeah, the world is full of bizarre people, we've discovered. It is, it is. And I remember you, you said that your son had got, got COVID. He was having some... Breathing issues, but not bad enough to go to the hospital. Just no, bad he, enough to on the, just bad on the enough cusp. To, 
Yeah, bad enough to worry mom and dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did panic there for a minute, but um, I don't. I think don't he had age you. on his side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't know about in the UK, but in the US, it is a little bit scary in some ways because the new Delta variant seems to be hitting kids a little bit rougher. Yeah, and there are there are a few cities where we don't have uh, what we call here ICU beds. You know, beds in the intensive care unit. Intensive care, yes. Yeah, so it's uh, it can be a little bit scary in some cities here. Yeah, but I I I mean this may be a simplistic view, but I <laughs> if people were to take precautions, regardless of what you believe and what you don't believe, and whether Boris Johnson wants to know where you are at all times and. I don't care about all that shit. If people just take precautions to look after everybody else, things would run a lot smoother. Yeah. Yeah. And I've discovered all these people who say there is no COVID, there is the vaccine doesn't do anything, I'm not putting that shit in my body. I find that if you remove your mask and cough in their face, they soon change their fucking minds. <laughs> Honest, I have done that. Yeah. Yeah, Somebody I, said to I, me, what are you wearing a mask for? And I said, well, it protects me and it protects others. And they're, oh, there's no such thing as COVID anyway. So I took it off and went <coughs> right in his face. And he went, oh, 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 oh. well, it doesn't matter because uh-huh. you don't believe in it. Right. Carry right. on, son. Carry on. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. People, I mean, people are thick. <laughs> Let's be honest. People are thick. Right. Wash your hands and wear a mask. Exactly. I do it every day. No big deal. Yeah. The government advised I wear a seatbelt in my car. So I do because I know that it helps protect me and may protect somebody else. Right. I have my lights on my car at night, so people can see me and I can be see them. Correct. Exactly. You know? But yeah. No freedoms of being lost. We can still do the things we normally do. We just have to put a bit of cloth over our face. And if it doesn't do anything, like some of these people say, it doesn't fucking matter if you wear one then, does it? Yep, don't have no fault. Anyway, we're not saying anything that millions of other people haven't said, so... Right, right. We know where we stand. Anyway, right. Let's get back to the podcast because that is sort of the reason we're here. <laughs> yeah, it's been a weird year. I'll, I'll just say up ahead that little bit of noise you heard at the beginning before our main theme. That was a tune called I Am Fire by a good friend of mine who goes by the name of Beautiful Freaking Weirdo. Uh, he's on YouTube, so um, I'll just stick a link in the notes. But yeah, go along, click a like if you like that sort of white zombie-ish, bouncy, groovy stuff. And uh, yeah, there's a few other videos on there. So uh, have a look. It's a good video for the I Am Fire as well. Mick looks really evil in that one. It's really good. Nice. 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 My bit of a plug for a mate there. I don't mind. I'm not going to charge Patreon stuff or anything like that. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't charge people for this shit. I can't even give Chris, it away. We potentially would have two Patreon to <laughs> yeah, you and me. Oh, <laughs> uh, we'd have four then. Your mom, my mom, <laughs> and you and me. <laughs> I I believe that Patreon comes from the word patronize. <laughs> I fucking patronizing. I do this for fun. I ain't charging people for me to have fun. Funny how. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. You need yeah. What am I talking about? I don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, we're back. So, uh, what are we going to do today, Myron? Well, we got to we, we had someone send us a, a movie to kind of review. We kind of sort of ease back into it. We're also going to talk about, maybe catch up on a few movies we've seen, kind of maybe what we've been reading, what we've been listening to. Just have a bit of a blather, talk about a movie, and then get back to the meat of it in a couple of weeks. Yeah, sounds good to How me. How does that sound? Sounds like a plan to me. So kick us off there, Myron. and tell us something really good you've been up to, that you've seen or you've read. You know, it's been the cinema. I started to open 
but they're they're getting more popular back here. Mm-hmm. I live near a movie theater. I'm telling you, five dollar Tuesdays, man, five dollar Tuesdays. Oh yeah. So I've I've in the nice in the nice reclining seats, the whole nine yards. I've seen Forever Purge. Okay, That's, that was interesting. Was it? It you know my biggest gripe with it is it was. It was super preachy, and you and I both don't like preachy movies. We don't it like was preachy. essentially a essentially an anti-Donald Trump, which is fine with me, but they kind of got it on the nose a little bit. Um, the other one I saw was A Quiet Place too. Have you have you seen those movies? I've seen the first one. You seen the first one? Second one is very good. I I believe it's a PG thirteen movie. I was actually pretty impressed with how suspenseful it was through the whole movie. Very well done. Very impressive. Very impressive. It's actually worth a watch. I didn't really like the first Absolutely. one. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you like the first Well, Why it, like essentially, the first? it was an hour and a half of people not allowed to make any noise, so therefore they didn't do much. Well, <laughs> this one's a Basically. little... Yes, I can't. I can't believe that point. But this one is actually there's like a, a mission at hand. There's people moving. There's you meet other characters. So yeah, so they've expanded I, it, it out. A it's bit. A little, probably a little better than the first one. Yes, they've expanded it out a bit. They're like in one room, okay. waiting for you know whatever the heck. I shall probably get to it at some point. But uh, it's probably the the one that I missed that I really wanted to see was what is it the new Saw movie, Chris Rock Spiral. Ah, I've seen that. I own it on 4K, yes. Yeah, okay, well, I'll talk about that for a minute then. I uh, I liked it better than I liked Jigsaw. Hang on, I'm going to see if I can find my letterbox review. Cause okay. I, I, did, yeah, I gave it three and a half stars. Oh, blah, oh wow, that's high praise coming from you I for a Saw movie. I like the Saw films. So, let me read out what I put on Letterbox. I put, despite being a fan of the series, I wasn't expecting much after the lukewarm reviews, but I was pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed it compared to Jigsaw, which seemed like I liked a little less every time I watch it. Yeah, Spiral isn't groundbreaking horror movie that those involved seem to think it is, but the police procedural stuff is engaging, the overall plot not being especially clever... But the reveal of who the killer is isn't very surprising. But the gore is suitably gruesome and well presented. Chris Rock isn't annoying as you were expecting to be. And, yeah, pleasantly surprised. Nice. Nice. Not yeah, I think, I think you'll like it. More. Yeah, I, uh, the rental price is still pretty high, so I'm going to just give it a few more months and then I'll watch it. Yeah, if you're not sure, I wouldn't bother rushing out to spend sort of $15, $20 or whatever on it. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting what else I got to watch. What was that? And I was, I hate to say it, but I was a bit disappointed. It was the new Stand miniseries. Okay, I haven't seen that. Have you seen the original movie? No, I've got it somewhere, but I've never watched it. Mick Garris, uh, have you read the book? Uh, no. <laughs> I know what it's about. <laughs> it's Stephen King. I haven't got enough hours in my life to read a Stephen King book. <laughs> oh, God. I tried anyway, to read so it again during lockdown. I got about a third of the way in and just gave up. <laughs> it's kind of a commitment to read that book, man. It's kind of a commitment. <laughs> oh, anyways, so I, I got to watch a new stand. It was way different than the book, way different than the Mick Garris run. Mm. This one spent a lot of time focused on the evil side, whereas the book, I felt, and the other Mick Garris miniseries focused on the good side of things yeah. um it was all right it was interesting um but i won't rush out and purchase it well i might because i'm a collector but normally i wouldn't rush out to, to get it on uh, <laughs> on dvd or anything yeah 
I was, to say the least, a bit on the discipline. Uh, uh, just a bit. Anything involved in it worth noting? Um, one of the Scars Scars guard dudes, the guy who played, I think Pennywise, I think he played the evil Randall Flag. Ah, uh, right. Uh, so he's yeah. probably going to be a villain in every Stephen King thing that comes uh, out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, you, you know. And, and my part of my problem is, is they shortchanged a lot of characters in the original miniseries and the book in this new incarnation of the stand to make the Las Vegas scenes more edgy, sexy, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. But okay. it wasn't bad. There you go. That that sums up Stephen King all, for me completely, really. Yeah, it just, yeah, it just is, you know. Right. I like Stephen King's ideas. I just haven't got, I can't commit to his books. Well, you could read something like The Dead Zone, Misery. They're shorter. I read, I read uh, Misery back in the day. I've, uh, I read loads of them in the 80s. I think Pet Cemetery was the last one I read, which is probably my favourite one. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good one. Um, Christine is a nice short one. They're not all... Christine's not yeah. nice and short. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's about it's 600 not, pages. Not... Christine, oh. Yeah, no. the old paperback edition my dad had in the 80s was about 600 on pages. Well, how big was the fault? Was your dad blind? <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but the book was, I could use the book as a house brick. It was that thick. Christine. Yeah. Wow. I'm, su- I'm surprised. You sure we weren't talking about something else? He was correct. I remember the big red paperback with the car on the okay. front. Okay. That would be Christine. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, you know, you could tackle something like different seasons where it's got a series of four novellas in it. I could, couldn't I? Yeah. I'm, I'm not you, going to, but I could. <laughs> I was going to say you're able. You're just not going to commit to it. <laughs> I just I don't see why he has to use ten pages to describe something when only one page will do. <laughs> anyway. I don't know. Anyways. Anyway. Um, so I... you speak, speaking of speaking of Stephen King, you're you yourself are dabbling in the world of fiction. <laughs> well, yes. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. I uh, right. I self-published my first book. Yes. Uh, which came out in January. It is called... What is it called? It's called The Sacred Shroud Book One Creation. Um, so I boxed myself into a corner by calling it Book One, because now I've got to do Book Two. Oh, dear. Which I'm halfway through writing at the moment. Is it... Was it... Did you publish it as a book? I thought it was a series of... Because you did, like... You sent me, like, three novellas. Ah, I've sent you some... Yeah, there were some works in progress and some different bits and bobs that I sent you, but... Um, yeah, the Sacred Shroud oh. stuff. I've only published the one novella so far, which is part one. I'm working on part gotcha. two. I've got a bit of gotcha. part three written, and I've got part four planned out. It's going to be four parts eventually. Um, gotcha. Which is gotcha. hence why a lot of my time's taken up. Um, I've also written a couple of other little short stories, which I'm looking for a home for. Okay. So hopefully something will come of that. But yes, so uh, yeah, if you like occult horror with lots of sex and violence and stuff, then uh, yeah. Go and buy my book. It's ninety nine p on Kindle, Amazon. Well, I mean, you can't get anything for ninety nine p now, can you? So, I think it's I think it's a bargain, personally. It's your book. Yeah, it's a bargain. Even if you don't read it, nice. just just buy it and do a five star review. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if you read it or not, just buy yeah. it. <laughs> no, honestly, yeah. If anyone does buy it, um, please, please, please do leave a review on Amazon because that does bump you up the old uh, numbers a bit. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It does. Indeed. Anyways, I interrupted you by 
by you calling did. out your writing. How rude. Right, yes. Yeah, oh. I, I went to Fright Fest. You, lucky dog. Uh, I was very lucky. Lucky, lucky, la, la, lucky. Yeah, and I saw... <laughs> this may sound a bit um, a bit glib of me, but I actually saw some really good films, which you would expect at a film festival, wouldn't you? It can be tough sometimes to see a bunch of really good films at a film festival. It can. I mean, I've got to be honest, Fright Fest t- uh, 2020, they did the online thing, um, which was a good idea and it was brilliant, but the films, I've got to be, weren't that great. There wasn't anything there that leapt out at me as being, you know, oh, I've got to see that again. This year there was. There was quite a few. There was a few duds, but yeah. So I'm going to talk about a couple of those. My favourite of the festival was a film called Dawn Breaks Behind the Eyes. And it is naturally a found footage film. Um, No, funnily enough. It is a sort of love letter to 70s giallo and late 60s, early 70s psychedelia. It's absolutely brilliant. I, I can't really say much about it without giving anything away. But if you like sort of 70s European gothic, then um, and then sort of lots of people taking drugs and having weird trip outs, then you will love this film. It was Paul McAvoy's favourite film of the festival, one of the Fright Fest directors, and it was my favourite as well. <laughs> Solid four and a half stars for me. You know, it's funny, Chris, if you had said, Byron, what genre is a movie called Dawn Breaks Behind the Eyes? I would say, oh, it's one of those 70s Giallo movies, right? Because that's how they're all titled. Yeah. You know, the, I only have the key to your heart, something about a duckling. You got it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's also got probably the best poster of the festival I saw as well. Okay, okay. Uh, you can see it online, but I was handed a free poster as I come out of the screening, and I managed to not crumple it up by the time <laughs> I get home. So I went and bought a frame for it, and it's in my little room here now, and it's lovely. Nice, nice. So I said the word duckling, and now I'm having an internal and external laugh. Because all I can, all I can think about is the movie The New York Ripper. Well, the same director. <laughs> You're thinking of Don't Torture a Duckling, Lucio Fulci. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think The New York Ripper was when I said duckling. It was, yes. That's the one with the killer quacks, right? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> lovely feminist masterpiece. The quacky killer. That's it. That's a good film. Oh, dear. What else did I want? It is. There are. There you go. It's not often you uh, somebody tries to sell you a, a comedy, a splatter comedy from Kazakhstan, but you, there was you, you kind of banged on about that one a bit. It you, was you great. Were, it was called Sweetie. Impressed. You won't believe it. The thing is with comedy, if it's in a foreign language, you've got to read the jokes on the screen, <laughs> and it, quite often it doesn't translate very well. But um, no, this was fantastic. This was total slapstick in the vein of sort of Sam Raimi, Peter Jackson, that sort of thing. Uh, from Kazakhstan, but the the guys in it, their comedy timing was absolutely superb. If you love Tucker and Dale versus Evil, that's probably the nearest comparison I could find to it. The first time I watched Tucker Dale versus Evil, I literally spent an hour and a half laughing nonstop. Yeah, well, if you like so that, you'll like love this. It. Okay, got it. Yeah, sweetie, you won't believe it. It's called. I think it's coming out over here. January, maybe early next year. I think 101 Films are putting it out. Did you meet the directors when you were there? Did you tell them we had a podcast? Did you ask them for a review copy online so we can both look at it? Anything? Bueller? 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 (laughs) (laughs) That means I've got to speak to people if I do that. I can't do that because I go, no, but I do have contacts at 101 Films. So don't worry, I shall be getting hold of something. 
Okay. Just make sure that I can watch it too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll see what I can do. Yeah, see if we can get an online screener. You can watch it as well. Fantastic film. Really, really funny. Talking of funny, there was also another comedy called King Knight, which I really enjoyed. That was probably the gem of the festival for me because I was really expecting not to like it. It's it, called King Knight. King Knight. Knight as in, you know, knights in shining armour. Knight with a K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. And uh, it was sold to me as a comparison to The Greasy Strangler, which I hated. <laughs> I actually hate that film. You know, I, I dislike that movie as well. Good. I did, it, it was a bad movie from top to bottom. Start yeah. to Great score. That's it. Yeah. So King Knight was yeah sold to me as comparable to the Greasy Strangler. It it's much better than the Greasy Strangler. It's um yeah it's about a pagan cult who their leader is. It comes to light that when he was at school he was a jock that and he was popular and his girlfriend doesn't like that and so he goes uh, and he has to go to a school reunion. Um, but it's really funny. Lots of good jokes. Not a lot of horror in it, but horror fans will appreciate it because of where it's coming from. It does reference oh, quite on. a few so, things. Yes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So a pagan cult leader. Yes. It comes out that he was a jock in high school and he's got to go to a high school reunion. Yeah. He's going to a that high school. That could work. He got, he, yeah, he gets invited to a school reunion and he keeps it from his girl, his uh, yeah, girlfriend or his wife because he doesn't want her to know that he was popular at school. He, you know, he thrives on being an outcast. Yeah, it's really funny. Definitely, nice. wor- definitely worth funny. a watch. I'm just having a look what else there was. I watched a film called Gaia or Gaia. Gaia, I think it's pronounced G-A-I-A, which is a South African film, I think. And... Yeah, lots of body horror, lots of nature, Gordon Amok, people in the woods, weird religions, little monsters. I won't say too much because I am doing a written review of that one for um, Flickering Myth. But if you come across that oh. one, Gaia, it should be available on streaming uh, probably around the time this podcast comes out. I uh, All I can say is I hope it was better than a movie called In the Earth, directed by Ben Wee. Ah, okay. Have you seen In the Earth? No, I haven't, but um, uh, I'm, I'm not the biggest Ben Wheatley fan in the world. I loved Kill I like Kill List. It took me a couple of watches, was, but I do like it. I thought um, Sightseers was, was funny. I yeah. really liked that one. I liked his short in the ABCs of death. Yep. Then we got to High Rise. <laughs> it was not my bag of tea. High Rise was not my bag of tea. It was way too hard. Yeah. And in the earth, the first thing I wrote was, what is, what is it? This better not be exactly what the movie be happening with Mark the Mark was all about. It's a little bit different, but darn, it, it was it was kind of a story. I, I just didn't. A lot of people like it. I didn't care for it. Uh, yeah, I see. I find, uh, and this is nothing personal. I've never met him. But I find Ben Wheatley's films to be, I'm going to quote Alan Jones here, pretentious. And Alan Jones said that, so it must be true. But yeah, but it's, uh, yeah, I find, you know, he does a film like, say, Kill List, and you say, oh, it's a folk horror with comparisons to The Wicker Man, and he says, no, it isn't. Yes, it clearly fucking is. Grow up. (laughs) I know it's your film, but I'm telling you, it is. But I I (laughs) would... Right. But this this movie I was watching last night, I swear to God, like, oh my God, this ends up where these damn trees are sending chemical communications to each other like they're happening, I'm going to... Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, yeah. It didn't work 
out that way, but it was there was a danger at some point. So you'll be looking forward to his um, when he does the Meg Two. I saw that on IMDb and I went, <laughs> okay, so I'll watch it. <laughs> of course you will. It's got Jason Statham in it. Jason Statham, yeah. Okay. Seriously. Talking. Of Seriously, pre- they're going to have Jason Statham in Meg Two. Well, he was in the first one. I wish the shark ate him. <laughs> we didn't. Are you getting muddled up? Kind of like I kind of like wish. Uh, no, no. I kind of wish uh, James Wood had di- James Woods had died in uh, Dracula 2000, but he didn't. <laughs> James Woods. <laughs> <Just> nothing. <laughs> yeah, every once in a while he says something. He says something like Ted Nugent, and just kind of wished somewhere else. The thing is with James Woods, he's he's one of the. I really like him in a lot of films. You know, you watch. You watch Vampires or you watch Any Given Sunday or any of those sorts of films where he plays a sleazy dickhead and you think, oh, he's really good in that. And then he's like that in real life. Right. Yes. He he plays a great sleazy sleazy dickhead because he is a sleazy dickhead in real life. I know. But where does the character end and the real man begin? I'm not sure he knows. No. Well, that's it. They get so wrapped up in this persona, don't they? Right. Oh, dear. Right. Yeah, yeah. You, you can cancel James Woods, but I'm still gonna watch Videodrome, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Uh, where are we? Oh yeah, talking of pretentious twaddle, a film I did watch there which I didn't like, and I don't know whether this is just me, but Prisoners of the Ghostland. Do you know this? I do know it's a new Nicolas Cage movie. That's the one. I don't get this whole cult of Nicolas Cage thing. Let's be honest. Hey, Chris. What? I didn't like Mandy. No, neither did I. I hated Mandy, to be quite honest. But there seems to be a thing <laughs> I, I, where Nicolas Cage does anything and people love it, even though they know it's shit. I mean, I spoke to somebody at Fright Fest. I said, what was... Did you like that? Oh, yeah, it was really good. What was good about it? They went, yeah, it's Nicolas Cage shouted the word testicles in it, which he did. Right, okay, but what? why is that good? And, you know, it's just... I don't get it. I, I don't understand either. I... Doesn't he have a movie out about a truffle pig? Yeah. So somebody kidnaps his truffle pig. Yeah. I don't want to watch that either. Yeah. So Prisoners of the Ghostland. I, um, I just don't care. Bill Mosley's in it. Okay. Um, he's really good. He wears a white. Oh, he's, he's got a white suit on with a white Stetson and a big beard. He looks like um, you know Colonel Sanders. Really? Yeah. That seems like it would. Be, that would be a chop top role. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He on occasion he slips into the sort of. You think? Go on. Go. Go for Lotus on us. Go on. <laughs> he doesn't. He reins it in. But no, he's really good in it. But the it's it's a weird mix up of Mad Max, Escape from New York, that type of thing. A little oh, bit of God, Army that's... of Darkness in there maybe. But um, oh, God. it's just it was bad. It was painfully bad. I just wasn't funny. The action was meh. It's just because the fact that it's Nicolas Cage with his wig and his hair dye and his beard dye and all that sort of stuff. You know, just give oh, up. Boy. Oh boy! I, you know what? I also, I also don't get it. Um, I, I will say though, mm. I, I enjoyed the color of space. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, I've got that. I haven't uh, watched it, but it's not bad. It, you know, it's not going to win any Academy Awards, but it's not. Trust me, it's way better than me. Well, I don't, I don't know if I'm allowed to watch it because we're not allowed to talk about the director anymore, are we? Why are we allowed to talk about the director? What happened? Richard Stanley, wasn't he a very naughty naughty man with some women? Oh, uh, was he? Yeah. He could be. 
I feel if I don't know that I feel really bad. Yeah, abuse. Um, I think. Oh, oh for the love of God. So yeah, even okay. though even though I will watch it, um, officially I, I'm not going to watch it. I, I, I got you. I will watch it because I, I fucking I, paid I, money I, for it. So. I, I got you. I, uh, I mean, it's like uh, that movie with the flying wing to D with demon one that I I just I won't even have a chat about that one anymore. The flying wing demon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The truck, Jeepers Creepers. Oh, that, yeah. Oh, there's a new yeah. one of them coming out, isn't there? But yeah. I don't think he's involved, the original director. Really? I don't think he is. I think okay. I did review Jeepers Creepers 3 uh, in Goodness. writing for a website. I was asked to, and I did. I did address the, my concerns in the review. So uh, I'm also pleased to say that no money went from me to the director. So there we go. In that review, though, I did suggest that I think if they want to continue with the franchise, they're best to take it out of the director's hands and completely, you know, because it's, it's, let's be honest, it's a strong yeah. horror villain. It's a strong premise. You can do something good with it. And I think that's what's happened, basically. I think they've realised they can't continue with him at the helm. So they've given it to someone else. Well, let's hope he doesn't get any residuals either. He's a shitbag. And this Richard Stanley guy from Color Space, I'm ashamed to say I didn't know that. Yeah. It's kind of... What's really sad is apparently there's so many shitbags we can't keep track of them. Isn't that that's pathetic too, isn't it? It is, but oh, it's a tough one because ultimately people don't get to the top of their game, whatever your business is, by being nice. And I know there's a difference between being a bastard and being an abuser. I'm not saying that that's the case, but yeah, it's it is surprising. It's horribly surprising how much these stories come out, you know. <clears throat> Um, right. But it but it also does lead to the point where you get people saying, oh, such and such touched my bottom 30 years ago. Let's cancel them. Well, that's not quite the same as somebody who's suffering physical mental abuse, is it? So I think you have to tread carefully and treat each case as it is rather than just blanketly. Oh, they've done this right. Let, that's it. If I'm if that makes any oh, sense. Agreed. Agreed. You, you have to. Everything has got to be. Yes. You, you just. You trust. Address it. I mean, you, you go back 40-odd years oh, when, say, Led Zeppelin oh, were in their heyday. You know, Jimmy Page was dating a 15-year-old girl. And, you know, the parents allowed it to happen. And it was all public and nobody said a word. Right. Different times, I guess. Different times. Different times. But, you know, I think... True that. You can't hold everything to the same standard all the time. You've got to give a little bit of, you know, it was what it was sort of thing. I don't know yeah, if I'm making well, any sense. Are, I'm probably not. But yeah, yeah, we we've got common sense. We need to apply it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, there's no excuse for <laughs> abuse of any kind. So we won't stand for it. Not here. Agreed. Unless it's a found footage film, then I think people deserve to be abused for making it. But that's. <laughs> I wholeheartedly encourage that. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's a new one by the director of um, Host coming out. It's called Dashcam. I didn't like hosts. Oh, Fucking shoot me. I don't care. All these people going online right. and saying it's the best thing ever. It's not. It's someone with a fucking camera on Zoom. It's not a film. It was a, It was an enjoyable movie. I'm not going <laughs> to say it was the greatest thing ever. It was enjoyable. Uh, I, I gave it a two-star rating on Flickering Myth, so you can go on there and give me some abuse. Um, <laughs> of course you did, Chris. <laughs> of course you did. It's, oh. you know, it's, oh, where do I begin? It's, um, 
It's people sat in a room with some bad lighting while someone in the background goes boo. That's it. There's, I think there's a little more to it. Than that. I think no, there isn't. There really isn't. <laughs> I think so. Highly strung women <laughs> jumping around going ah because somebody's going boo behind a door and then they push it closed. Ooh, I've got a house where the doors open and close all the time. It's called bad insulation. Get a draft through in the winter, doors open and close all the time. I don't go ah and film it and run out the room. Maybe I should. In the summer, you don't say shut the door. I don't want air conditioning outside, do you? Uh, no, because I haven't got air conditioning in my house. We don't have them over here. Not a standard. Not like you lot. Really? Yeah. Houses oh aren't built God. with air conditioning in. If they're not built with it, it must be super expensive. If you want to put it in. Exactly. Oh my God. Yeah. Holy shit. Guess what? We don't have basements either. Well, some parts of the U.S. don't have basements. We don't have basements unless you're in The Conjuring 2. Then James Wan thinks you do. He thinks you've got a basement the size of a tennis court under your house. <laughs> in a council house as well, which you don't pay for. They're not that big. Oh, don't get goodness. me started. <laughs> He's got a new one out, Malignant. I know. His new one, Malignant, just came out. I know. I've, I've been hearing mixed things about it. I should get to it at some point. We've also got The Conjuring 3 just come out. And oh, I didn't pre-order that one, so I'm not getting stung for 15 quid again. Like I did on the last <laughs> one. They can fuck right <laughs> off. I, just, uh, I still can't believe I paid 15 quid for that shite. I paid $10, which is what? Well, that's about like 8 quid for uh, Texas Chance of Massacre the next generation. And that's an investment. That will only give you more rewarding watching. dollars <laughs> 10 <laughs> I can't believe you begrudge me that. Ten <laughs> I had to go and buy the Paranormal Activity series. You did. You did. Now, did you buy it? Chris, this was used in a second-hand store. They were, and that I paid ten dollars. They did make some very nice coasters. <laughs> the the only movie that I own that is. Appreciated in value. Believe it or not, I have a movie that's appreciated in value. Is a found footage movie, young man, by the name, by the name of Long Pigs. Long Pigs. Have you ever seen it? That rings a bell. Uh, what am I thinking? Very of good. Song? Long Pigs. Yeah, that does ring a bell. It's about two idiots um, film and interview a serial killer as he's going about his work. All right. Oh, maybe a, I'm thinking a cannibal. Of I'm sorry. A cannibal. A cannibal. Okay. Why would you? Why not? Yeah, but again, see, straight away, just based on that premise, you go, well, that's bollocks, isn't it? <laughs> it's it's actually really, it's well done. It's very good. You know, uh, let's just, I'm, that, I'm rapidly trying to think of a real-life cannibal. Say Jeffrey Dahmer. You wouldn't got, excuse me, Jeff. Would you, Mark, <laughs> would, you, would you be a puppet and just let me follow you around for the night and just, you can show me what you do? And if you could just turn to the camera and tell the viewers what you're doing... That'd be great. Fuck off. <laughs> exactly. It's like, what is it? Uh, behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Burns. Principal. Well, yes, but that's done as a sort of satire, isn't it? Kind of is. Yeah. Sorry, Jeff. You couldn't just sort of turn to... I know you've got your hand down their throat, ripping their intestine. If you could just turn... I'm not getting good light here, Jeff. <laughs> when you shove your cock up his ass, Jeff, could you just... <laughs> bit more lube lube people jeff wants some lube yeah. i'm just picturing now <laughs> i might make this I'm, I'm i'm thinking about the uh the knock on the door the freezer repair guy turns up 
Okay. Yeah, we're just shooting a film. If you could just come in, look at the freezer, turn to Jeff, and just tell him that you need to get a new motor for. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Ancient slumber pictures presents. <laughs> we'll just call it Jeff. Oh. <laughs> Oh, baby Jesus. Let's see. I've already got half the script written. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, I got my son a camera for his birthday. We'll do, we'll do that. Yeah, let's make it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, God. See, oh, I'm thinking of, I'm copywriting that. <laughs> no one else can have that. That's ours. <laughs> we could do like a Getting series of them with, with different serial killers, couldn't you? <laughs> Mr. Bundy, Mr. Bundy, if you could just, you know, when you get down to the kids' level, if you could just look them straight in the eye. That, no, it's getting a bit weird now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I better yeah. stop this before I get a knock at the door. <laughs> right. Morris wants to have a talk with you, Chris. I'll let you audition for the kids. What? You can hold those auditions. <laughs> yeah, no. No, you don't want me involved in any casting at all. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> it'll be Jeremy Sisto, wouldn't it? <laughs> no, it'll be like a Swedish uh, bikini teen and Linda Carter. And it'll be like, well, we've got to have a, a serial killer, Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, that's all right. Bit of a haircut. Just put some fake stubble on. You'll be all right. All right. right exactly. <laughs> oh. Anyway. <laughs> I suppose we'd better talk so, about this film we're going to review, aren't we? <laughs> I was going to say we got to. We're, we're trying to pare down the format, so we got to move on to the movie, right? Yeah, we're going to move on to the movie. Yep, here we go. Uh, I'll play a little clip, and then we'll get into it. This is Friend of the World. How did you get in here, kid? I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what's happening. Everyone's gone. Lucky for you, I'm in charge here. Hell, I'm practically the president. <laughs> you, <laughs> you're a weakling. It's a miracle that you're here. But for what? By this world, you've got to be, well, perfect. Right, and we're back in the room. Right, Friend of the World, directed by Brian Patrick Butler, starring Nick Young, Alexandra Slade, Michael C. Burgess, Catherine Schott, Kevin Smith, not that one, uh, <laughs> Neil Raymond, Rico, and Scott Schramp. And the premise, according to... IMDb is, after a catastrophic war, an eccentric general guides a filmmaker through a ravaged bunker. Ooh. Right then, we were sent this last year, because <laughs> we said, yeah, we'll look at that, last year. Um, so I do send my apologies. Uh, yeah, we were sent this by Daniel N. Butler, who did the visual effects on the film, and lighting as well, I believe. Um, he said, would you two like to review this film? We said, yes, of course we would. Yeah, but we don't know when it might have, you know, faded into obscurity by the time we get to it, to be honest. But um, there we go. No, it hasn't. No, we said we would. And that's why we're doing it today. So 
friend of the world. Okay, we haven't spoken about this, so we don't know what each other thinks. So go. What do you think? Um. Hmm. Oh, that's not a good start. <laughs> okay, so this is this is not my kind of movie. It is to me, it is very very art house. Yes. Um, it's a, it's a bit like. If they take this as an insult, I'm sorry. If they take it as a compliment, I meant it that way. It's a bit like Lars von Trier, for example, the house that Jack built. Okay. It's got it's got some of the same imagery, and in fact, in the movie, let's see here. Um, in the movie, one of the the characters says something about it's all about emotions and visuals and it's experimental movie. And I mean, that was just simply what they did. It was a, it seems to be a bit on the experimental side. Mm. I seem to be focused more on emotions and they seem to be, you know, and more on images that you see. I will say that the special effects for this movie were quite good. Yeah. I thought I was really impressed with the special effects. Acting was, was, was solid. It's just not my style. It, it's more of a kind of, to me, more of an art house sci-fi. I love science fiction, but I'm not big on the art house kind. I I, I tend to struggle with with uh, the art house movies. I tend to think, oh god, an art house movie. But <laughs> but overall, it's it's not bad. I, I if they came out with another movie, I'd absolutely watch it again. Okay. What about you, Mister Chris? Well, you surprised me because. I thought you would like this a lot more than I did. Really? Yeah, and I think we're pretty much on the same page. I'm not massive on Art House. I do admit, if someone says to me, here's a film, here's what it's about, and I go, ooh, and they go, yeah, it's a slightly Art House take on things, and you think, oh, it means it's going to be slow, it means it's going to be full of stuff I don't understand, because I just want to see tits. That sort of thing. And, yeah, but, you know... It enriches the watching experience, taking all these things in. It is very art house, but I think it was art house done by a filter of, I don't want to say stereotypes, I want to say familiar character types, which I think helped make it the the script easier to sort of digest. The main character, Gore, or was he a lieutenant? I can't remember now. General. General, sorry. General Gore, who's played by Nick Young, I thought was really good. Very much the big, brash, uh, you know, rah-rah America army general type and then you had alexandra slade as diane keaton who great name who um who plays the sort of the younger student uh she's a film student and she's making films who he sort of finds in the bunker the script was very uh on the nose on certain things i mean the obvious thing is it's it's liberal versus conservative it's old versus young it's trying to clash those ideas together it sort of worked in places. In other places, I felt it was a little heavy-handed. But, yeah, it's using the zombie thing as a metaphor for, the, for you know, different um, classes or of people clashing. That said, it was well made. I thought the black and white photography looked really nice. I thought the lighting was really great. And I'm not saying that just because Daniel Butler did the lighting and he sent me the film. It was really great. It did look really, really... Um, stark in places i love the way the the zombies get hold of people and they don't bite they just their fingers sort of melt into their neck yep and that's yep. how they sp- I, and, yeah and i actually i actually agree with you on the lighting 
you know, I'm a, I'm a foul footage guy, so I have to suffer through a lot of poorly lit films. <laughs> oh, yeah, but, yeah. This was a revelation to you then, wasn't it? Exactly. I could see everything. Yeah. But it, it was, it's it's nice when you can see everything that's happening. There's nothing worse than a poorly lit film. I'm not just saying that because he said it's a film, but it, it was. It was, the special effects were good. It was well lit. Yeah. Um, very well acted. Yes. The two leads, Nick Young and Alexander Slade, they were very, very good. Yeah, the film's only 50 minutes long. It's not a, not a long film. And to be fair, the time sort of flew by quite quickly. I just think it feels like they've come up with an idea of let's make a zombie film and let's make, an, make it art house so the zombie is the metaphor. And, uh, yeah, it doesn't quite meld into... Night of the Living Dead type stuff, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I, don't I do. I do. Yeah, I think I think there's definitely ideas there, and I think that given a bigger budget and maybe put it through the writers' room a little more, one more time, could smooth that out. But I think yeah. the machine gun they're using it was clearly not real, just by the sl- the noises it was making <laughs> when they were handing it to each other. You know, that's plastic. That is. Yeah, yeah. and speaking of noises that they were making. Yeah. What what was up with the farting scene? What, what they yeah, could have just—that was weird. They could have just taken the whole thing out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. There was I, a character I, in it who farts, I, and then he sort of explodes. Explodes in a big fart, and there's some, a sort of zombie creature appears. <laughs> Again, I right. think it, it, it's an idea that they've put on there just because they can, and I just I don't think it felt like it gelled with the narrative enough to sort of make a lot of sense. And I suppose that's art house, really, isn't it? That's what that's what they do. Yeah, but but again, we're not making movies. No, 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 no. We're, more power to them. They've made a movie. And, we've and, not done that. No, we've uh, only we've only got what can be surmised as a shitty script idea already in the works. <laughs> that's all we're we casting got. for Jeffrey Dahmer as we speak. <laughs> right. Well, James Woods idea. isn't doing much, is he? <laughs> <laughs> no, like. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so, Friend of the World, um, yeah, much like you, it, it's not a film that I would pick and go, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch an art house film metaphor for, you know, conservative versus liberal, blah, blah, blah. But that said, it was well put together. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I hope they do very well with it. Thanks for sending it in to us, guys. And, and actually, if I was curating a film festival, I would give this one, I would say, put it in the, let's screen it pile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, there is. You know, I mean, I I, can see them. I've seen a lot worse films than of this nature at a film yes. festival where they try and do yes. the old horror metaphor yes. thing. And yes. I, I, I saw one at Fright Fest the other day. It was actually directed by the guy who directed The Crow. Um, can't remember his name. Uh, anyway, yeah, and I saw that at Fright Fest. It was a short film. Only went on for about fifteen minutes, and it was fucking terrible. <laughs> In fact, I'm going to call it up. It was called Mask of the Evil Apparition. Okay. And uh, it got a whole one star out of me. Uh, and my <laughs> my rating, my little review was, I have no idea what that was. A- <laughs> that's my letterbox review. <laughs> Alex Proyas, that's the guy. He directed The Crow. Yeah, I have no idea what it was about. It was fucking terrible. So, yeah, I would certainly put um, Friend of the World well above that. There we go. Say, Art House, if you like that sort of thing, and I know there's plenty of you out there that do, um, will probably love this sort of stuff. I didn't love it. But I liked it. I thought absolutely, yeah. yeah and uh, if, if they want to do make more, then let them make more. I think there's definitely ideas there. So absolutely, are you going to give us a score then, Myron? 
Um, I hate scores. I know you do. Uh, That's why I asked you. I, I, if it was me, I'd have to do like again. It's not my bag. I'd have to do two and a half out of five for the overall movie. But there are lots of very positive things about the about the movie. Okay. Yep. I gave it three farting zombies out of five. Um, again. Oh, you did three. Okay. I did three. Because again, I think if you're into this sort of art house stuff, you'll like this a lot. Like like you, I'm not really. But the acting was good. The lighting was brilliant. The effects were good. And there were some good ideas going on. It's just not really my bag overall. Yep. Excellent. So, yeah, thanks, Daniel, for sending us that. Uh, and I hope it does really well for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. We'd better steer this towards the end now, I suppose. I think we need to discuss the future of the podcast. I think we do, too. Okay. Right, that's it. I'm finishing it. It's done. Hey! <laughs> not really. <laughs> no. Okay, dear listeners both of you listening in hi mom <laughs> no in the interim period um it became very clear to me that everyday life is starting to take over and every so often you have to something has to give unfortunately as i said before the podcast is a bit of fun so that was the thing that had to give because you know you've got to work you've got to do family things you've got covid things and blah 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 so going forwards we are still here we are going to be making shows we are going to be dragging around the bottom of the internet like we always have been. But from now on, the future shows are going to be a little bit shorter, a little bit more, what's the word, concise, I suppose. Um, we're not going to be running whole franchises through one show or anything like that for a time. We may do the odd special because I know we haven't done Child's Play and um, Hatchet and a few others that we wanted to touch on. So uh, we will get to them. But the idea is going forward, we're going to keep the shows to around about an hour. We're going to discuss two films per show. Whether that's two films that are connected in some way or whether it's just random films that we want to talk about, we're going to. We're also going to broaden out a bit and bring in a few more um, different genres that we want to do, like action films. And uh, I suspect we're going to talk about Bond films at some point because we've both said we want to do that in the past. So, um, yeah, we're not going to limit ourselves to just horror films. And we just want to sort of keep the conversations a bit shorter, keep it down to an hour, helps us keep... keep things interesting helps keep it a bit fresh and it means i haven't got to spend six hours editing each bloody show which is what's been happening when we've been going two hours plus so let me get this straight we are not going to compare and contrast the three reincarnations of the great tv series called fantasy island that was if you want to do that you're quite welcome (laughs) feel free go ahead just don't involve me you're not going to watch it it's only you that watches it. Oh, and Amanda What's probably that? does as well. So it's only you and probably yeah. Amanda that watches it. <laughs> probably, yes. <laughs> hey, hey, they got a new Fantasy Island on one of our TV stations every week. I catch up with it every week. I bet you do. I bet you do. I've been going through the a- I've been going through the A team. Oh, you lucky bastard. I still got to the, the only one I found is the one I couldn't afford. So I've got to I every time I go into a thrift store or used bookstore that sells movies, I'm over there hoping for an 18. I've got three different sets of it. Yeah, but none of them will work for me, right? No, I've got the DVD box set, which was bought to me for me. And then I've got two. I've got a DVD load of review discs and I've got a Blu-ray set of review discs. It's all it's all region locked, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, get it, get it the post. Get it the post. Oh, I don't know if I can send things to America at the minute. It's a bit dodgy, isn't it? <laughs> it's always dodgy, Chris. It's always dodgy here. Good <laughs> lord. I'll stick a little Kinder egg in there just to really fuck with them. 
we we actually we sell Kinder eggs here. I know, but you're not allowed to bring them in, are you? Uh, the difference between your Kinder eggs and our Kinder eggs is yours have the toys in them. Yeah. Ours are split in half. The egg is on one side of the packaging, and the toys are on the other. <laughs> so if I seriously, if I sent one to you from here that had the toy in it, would that cause an international incident? Well, it's us, so probably no. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit what we do. Well, it's getting like that in the world, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. No. Now you probably cause more of an international incident if you sent me a steak because the steak from the UK would probably, you know, everybody would get all bent out of shape about that. Yeah. Um, or maybe a fruit, right? You know, mad cow disease and all that kind of stuff. No, yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't do nothing now, can you? Right. Can't send fruit to America. What's going on? Right. I've traveled internationally a bit, not not very much. But the the most thorough inspection I received was coming back from Puerto Rico, which is part of the U.S. But they were very concerned about some of the, the, the plant material. Coming from Puerto Rico into the U.S., I guess they have some invasive species, and but they were they were very nice, but they were very thorough. <laughs> you bought plants from Puerto Rico into America? <laughs> no, you can't. They were looking for them. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Who does that and thinks well, that's a good idea? Yeah, no reason to stop us whatsoever. <laughs> right. That's like the old Peter K joke about going to Spain and your dad packing some coffee, mate, with you in case they haven't got any milk. <laughs> Do you know what coffee mate is? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I powdered do. milk. Yeah, so yeah, going through customs in Spain with a lot of white powder. Yeah, not <laughs> your dad explaining to the police. No, it's coffee mate. <laughs> Bloke licking it off the end of his finger. <laughs> I'm not your fucking mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh god, that sounds kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh right. Suppose we better end this nonsense. So yeah, hopefully we'll be back in a couple of weeks. We don't know what we're doing yet, but I shall put it on Twitter when I do come up with something. So yeah, if you want to get in contact with us, you can do so on Twitter at ancient underscore slumber, or you can send us an email with any sort of abuse you feel like to ancient slumber podcast at gmail dot com. And both Mara and I are on Twitter individually as well, so you can look us up on there. Uh, right, anything to add before we go? Nope, I don't think so. It's right. nice to be back, Chris. It is nice to be back, yes. And hopefully, it, it uh, really is nice. Hopefully, my internet will keep going. I've got an engineer coming Wednesday anyway. Yeah, it keeps dropping out. Anyway, anyway, you don't need to hear about that. Right, okay, let's uh, say bye then. Bye. Bye. <laughs>